0: So that's where, that's where this is a huge idea. Now we can have more artists. Um, that's, that's kind of the way a renaissance is supposed to be. You know, when technology is so empowering um, that you don't have to work eight hours a day, um, you have more artists and you have more people creating things and they can survive now um, because of Bitcoin, because of the Lightning Network, because of being able to go directly to their um, consumers of their content. and we back. Episode 7 of the Bitcoin Corners podcast where we uh, break down, you know, the the most pressing events of the last week um, from various accounts on Bitcoin Twitter. Um, it can always you, you never know what you're going to get week to week. So, we're here breaking them down. We're back. We're back. Um, first one, first one I want to talk about here is uh from Bitcoin Gandalf at BTC Gandalf. Um and he says 50 to 70 years ago a family with one income could afford a house, a car or two, 60s or later, uh food, bills, other basic needs and saving for retirement. Today a family with two incomes is struggling. What the fuck happened? Um yeah, that's that's a it's a pretty common tweet, I would say. I'm just comparing, you know, two generations ago, one generation ago with what we kind of have to deal with. Um, You know, it's, it's, it's brutal. Um, Trying to even find, um, you know, you know, if you're not in like the financial world, um, here's, here's where I'm going with this. If you're not, if you're not kind of like looking at these things, you're, you're probably just wondering what the heck is going on? Why is everything getting so expensive? Mm Mm-hmm. And like you see inflation on the news and stuff, and you're like, oh damn, inflation, like what is going on with that? Like everything is so expensive. And fact of the matter is, is uh our our people in charge of like the the monetary policy have been bad at their jobs for sixty plus years. So we're kind of in this uh in this spot where where they've looked after their own and we're kind of left holding the bag. So um, yeah, you got anything else with that, Chris?
1: Uh, no. Um, I'm going to pull up another one here from uh, Joe Consorti. I think that's how you say his last name. Um, and it just says, have you ever seen a $10 billion plus fraudster skip federal testimony because his Puff piece Media tour was overbooked? Now you have. Um, and just a side note on that, obviously, that was right before think he got arrested the next day or later that day. So SPF has been arrested, and uh, that is positive news, I'd say.
0: Very positive. Um, I'm still um, skeptical of him even being in custody. Um, how, how is he being treated? Is he being treated like a criminal, or is he being treated as a friend first and then just kind of going through the motions? Um, mm-hmm. I'd like to see more, um, you know— evidence, I guess, that, that he is being treated like a criminal because he is. Um, so I don't, I don't know what that means necessarily, but you know, like he stole $10 billion from people, from innocent people. So I don't know. I, I wouldn't necessarily treat that guy with respect moving forward. Looking at you, Kevin O'Leary, looking at you, Andrew Sorkin, um, of, uh, CNBC, uh, we shouldn't be clapping for someone like that. Uh, that's, that's completely, uh, out of the question um yeah so i guess the next tweet i got here is yeah sbf um as of uh, december 12th was officially arrested by the bahamian authorities um so they said that he was in um custody of uh of the uh like at at the bahamas prison which Mm -hmm. looked a little rough um but i'm not sure again like how he's being treated yeah is he off to the side you know um Yeah. So I guess moving on here, um, the European union will entirely, uh, be entirely outlawing all cash payments greater than 10,000 euros. Um, and then here's a, so this is by zero hedge, um, at zero hedge. Um, and he says, uh, Bitcoin asks for miracles, Theo, I give you the EU. Um, so I think that's from the matrix. I'm not entirely sure Theo. Um, so basically Outlying all cash payments greater than ten thousand euros. Why would they be doing that? Um, just kind of, just kind of stepping back and looking at at the bigger picture. Is it because of terrorist financing? Is it because of money laundering? Um, I don't know. I don't know. But it seems like it seems like cash payments are going away mm-hmm. um, slowly, slowly but surely. Um, and those are the most privacy preserving. Um, so even if you're a good citizen and everything, you're probably asking like, I have nothing to hide. Um, I'm okay with it. Um, you still want some privacy, don't you? (laughs) So.
1: Yeah. Um, I think historically anytime there's less privacy that tends to, uh, end badly for the average person. So. You can, if you're if you're here listening to this podcast, you're probably already of the opinion um, that that's the case. But if not, just continue to look around and watch it unfold. Um, got a tweet from Dylan Leclaire. Uh, this is just says, "I encourage everyone to think long and hard about this. What's the probability that Binance pumped BNB in 2021 with a couple hundred million in funds?" creating tens of billions of value in quotations for themselves owns 40% from ICO and they are now stuck defending BNB it's not zero um and it's pretty much just laying out that sort of similar to what FTX did with their FTT token Binance most likely in some capacity did a similar thing by creating a token pre-mining a bunch of it or just owning a bunch of it from the start and then um, basically propping it up with with user funds or um, other other money that's not theirs and as we can see when you over leverage or even think you're not over leveraged and Bitcoin's involved you can you can certainly get wrecked and a lot of people have already already gotten wrecked so. Um, just more emphasis on uh, not trusting third parties and moving your Bitcoin
0: to cold storage. Heck yeah. Um, next next tweet I got here is by Lynn Alden. Um, the Egyptian pound uh, used by 100 million people plus um, is down 35% versus the dollar this year, uh, mainly in two separate managed currency devalu- devaluations by Egypt's central bank. Um, so not only... You know, they're comparing it to the dollar. So the dollar is down, you know, they say 8%, 9% year over year, but we know it's a little bit more. Um, And then the Egyptian pound is down 35% versus that. Um, So things have gotten a little bit crazy um, around the world. And uh, the follow-up tweet here by Lynn says, there are 180 currencies around the world, each with a local monopoly on a given jurisdiction, and outside of the top dozen or so, which devalue gradually, most of them are subject to repeated sharp devaluations over time. This makes it hard for people to save. Um, Bitcoin fixes that.
1: Um, I've got one from Stack Hodler here, or Stack Hodler, however you want to say it. Um, it says Number one, U.S. monopolizes fusion tech. And just a side note on that, if you didn't see the uh, news about. Um, fusion I don't really understand all that stuff because I'm not a I'm not a physics major or whatever but um, the idea is that you can use uh, some amount of energy to basically create more energy than the amount that you started with uh, and they were able to do that with some lasers and some complex device that i do not understand at all but point being uh it has the has very big implications for the energy sector um and humanity as a whole Uh, number two 10x lower uh, dollar per megawatt hour attracts manufacturing to u.s number three u.s adopts bitcoin and dominates mining with homemade chips Number four, sorry, Russia, China, your gold's no good here. Scarce BTC or get the F out. Number five, U.S. industry dominates, attracts global capital. Debt trap trap escaped. Um, So obviously he's just theorizing and kind of maybe sort of making it a joke in some ways. But uh, it would be something else to see the U.S., go after Bitcoin and, um, considering that we seem to be on the, in the front running f- with, uh, fusion tech, there is, um, a very real possibility that we may do something like that.
0: Yeah, that's exciting. Um, yeah, energy, more energy. We need more energy. So I, I read a little bit of an article. Um, I think it was from CNBC about the fusion tech. Um, and, basically one of the scientists um, was saying that, yeah, it's probably, you know, like a couple decades out from even being considered commercially viable. Um, uh, but nonetheless, I mean, a couple decades on, on the human timescale, that's nothing. So hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we're yeah. staying out of wars and, and <laughs> all that, all that jazz so that we can, you know, continue to progress as a, as a species. So, mm-hmm. um, next thing I'm moving on here, our, our boy, Dylan LeClaire, um, He's not that good of a basketball player, ladies and gentlemen. Um, every He says, uh, every FOMC meeting where global currencies, bonds, equities, and commodities move in tandem based on the words of an old man. I can't help but think to myself how laughably sad the entire damn system is. It's all just an elaborate dance for liquidity. And then he follows that up with, that's the entire game. I comprehend the game and the rules by how which it's played, but that doesn't make it any less of a joke. Um, so... Jeff Booth responds to this and the future historians will look back on this time period with bewilderment that humans could have believed in such a system. And I really resonate with that response. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it really is just crazy. You know, the, the same way we, we look at, um, how the, how the Pope and everything used to decide things with smoke signals and all that stuff. It's like, it's the same thing. (laughs) It's the same thing. History repeats itself time and time again. Um, we're, we're just reliving another thing that is mm-hmm. it, it, history, history rhymes, I guess.
1: Yeah. I think even just like comparing it to, to like you doing big calculations with your brain versus using a calculator. It's like totally Oh, like we would never just rely on humans to do those calculations now that we have computers.
0: But instead of like doing two plus two equals four, it's like finding a different way to get to the answer for, mm-hmm through like multiplication division, like everything, like trying to throw every, all these economic PhDs at two plus two equals four. What equals four? Oh, let's make this huge calculation. We're going to get to the number four. And that's how they model things. They pick, they pick where they want the model to go. They find a model that, that does the work that matches up with um, Mm. the, the past, the best that that's what they do. They pick, they pick where they want it to go. And then they match up that model so that it matches um, the curvature of the past. So, it's crazy. Um, PhDs.
1: I've got one from, uh, this is actually a podcast uh, that I listened to a couple days ago here uh, from Blue Collar Bitcoin. Um, It is BCB087, Matt Hill, Taking Back Digital Sovereignty. Um, Matt Hill is the CEO of Start9 Labs and they uh create or produce um private homes ser- or private servers for for people uh which again is something that is beyond my uh ability of articulating well but basically it's just another route that um if you think about like how computers started pretty much everybody was I think for sure every single person had their own, had their own server, and like that's how they connected with other people. Um, and now we use Google, Microsoft, Apple, and all these other companies to kind of connect to other people, and that that's the middleman that gets to see and and use and sell your data. And so, basically, Start Nine Labs is trying to make a push back to um, more base, uh, internet self sovereignty. Where you control your data, you have privacy, and you're connecting directly to other people versus um, using a middleman to do so. Um, and I think that's, like, I think that is, in my opinion, the next big step for humanity beyond Bitcoin is is um, digital privacy. And those two things obviously go, go together very, very well, so.
0: Well said. Uh, sovereign Computing is almost made for, um, Bitcoiners. (laughs) You know, it's, it's not surprising that they kind of go hand in hand at this point in time. Um, our data is being used by big companies that make money off of that data, you know? Um, and then they target us with specific, um, ads or, um, what have you, um, products and, you know, constantly trying to squeeze us out of out of everything that we own um so yeah I'm, I'm kind of excited about that i i do look forward to um i think uh they actually recently made a, a new podcast i haven't listened to it yet but they're doing like a more technical deep dive the blue collar bitcoin podcast so i think some guys from start nine are on that as well and i think it just came out this week so you could look out for that maybe double up on a podcast there and yeah. and learn a lot about that so Um, This next tweet I got here is from Eric Yakes. Um, He's saying, savings at all-time lows and credit card debt at all-time highs. Hard to call the job market, in quotation marks, good when its purpose is to increase savings and decrease debt for the consumer. Um, Yeah, enough said. I think uh, that kind of speaks for itself. Credit card debt up, uh, savings low, and uh, the job market is good in the Fed's eyes, so...
1: Uh, I got a, I got a good one from American HODL. Uh He says, he quote he he tweeted, uh, Bill Ackman, and this was on uh, November 30th. Bill Ackman said, call me crazy, but I think SBF is telling the truth. And uh, American HODL quote tweeted, said, after recent events, I have to ask myself, is this the dumbest tweet of all time? And then he tweeted under that, the answer is yes. Oh, I thought that was... That's pretty funny.
0: So. That is funny and uh very true at the same time. Um Sadly. Man, why why even speak up? <laughs> why even why even say something? You know? Why why defend someone that <laughs> literally just and there's money involved. Yeah, a lot of money involved, man. A lot of shadiness. Um so I got I got our boy Odell um up next. Here he goes our money is so broken that a manipulated 7% inflation number is considered bullish. (laughs) So on, was it Tuesday, two days ago? Yeah, I think it was two days ago. um, The inflation number came out and pump the, the stocks pumped and uh, Bitcoin pumped like right when that number came out because it came in at 7.1% and the expected number was 7.3%. So that was bullish. Um and the reason that's bullish is cuz people think inflation is slowing down and uh we've kind of reached uh peak inflation, so we should uh be considering mm-hmm. putting money into equities because they're basically thinking that we've bottomed. Um is is basically the gist, but yeah. it's it's kind of crazy that um that that is considered bullish. So
1: It's a clown world. Um, I guess I'll mention this one just because I thought it was interesting. Um, But uh, Jack tweeted a kind of like a I'm not sure what you would consider that emoji sort of like twilight I don't know twilight or something.
0: Oh yeah, like the stars, like a almost like a magic. Yeah star dust sparkle, or something maybe. sparkle yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway
1: jack tweeted uh an emoji under commenting um to tech engineer and he said why do we need yet another music streaming service unless it's directly streaming sats with lightning network then i'm in um and that was in response to jack tweeting help title build the future of music streaming um so basically the idea is that Jack may be working on um, making title into an, a way for artists to just get paid directly in Sats as you listen to their music, which that like that idea still is just mind blowing to me. Like it's, that, like yeah. the amount of efficiency and and like the just how much the world is going to change, where that's like the common yeah, the yep. common theme. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. So
0: yeah, my only follow-up to that is like, you know, it's so, it's so sad that these intermediaries get a majority of the revenue Mm -hmm. off the backs of these artists. Um, so that's where, that's where this is a huge idea. Now we can have more artists. Um, that's, that's kind of the way a renaissance is supposed to be, you know, when technology is so empowering, um, that you don't have to work eight hours a day. Mm -hmm. Um, you have more artists and you have more people creating things and, they can survive now um, because of Bitcoin, because of the lightning network, because of being able to go directly to their um, consumers of their content um, and and asking for that value. Like
1: um, Adam Curry, uh, he's, you know, he's kind of like the OG podcaster, Yeah. Podfather. And he's doing, he's doing like a podcasting 2.0 thing right
0: yeah yeah i think we should get that set up at some point (laughs) but basically basically it's just putting um like it's just signing up on this podcasting 2.0 um app um there there's a variety of them if you just google it yeah um and then you can get streamed sats to your to your node
1: yeah um man i just uh, it's gonna be so game-changing when like like the comedians start to get get a hold of this too like andrew yeah. Schultz and some of those guys that have like gone out of their way to put their specials out in like like on youtube and stuff it's like dude if and you just did that same thing but put it on like right i mean obviously it's going to be a more of a challenge because a lot of people don't
0: they don't have to go all at once right yeah exactly they can almost double up you know yeah. and then they'll have a whole a whole, uh, a whole new customer base. Mm-hmm. If you want to call it that of, of Bitcoiners that want to yeah. support them too. So yeah, now's the time to switch if you're an artist or a comedian. Okay. So the next one I got here is by Ian McShane. Um, at, let's see here at McShane underscore rights. Uh, he goes hashtag Bitcoin isn't a get rich quick scheme. It's a don't get robbed slowly scheme. Um, this couldn't be more true for Americans. Um, we have the the cleanest dirty shirt in the dirty laundry. Um, so basically our purchasing power is not being devalued as fast as any other currency in the world. So we kind of live in, believe it or not, um, the best country in the world because, because our money isn't being stolen from us as fast. Um, so Bitcoin counteracts that and over time you can't you can't get greedy it's not get rich quick um but if you uh hold it it's been proven in the past um that it that it soaks up extra liquidity in these uh bullish environments and goes up a lot higher than your average stock and there's a million other reasons why you should have bitcoin instead of a stock but we can get into that a different time
1: Mm -hmm. that's all i've got so
0: yeah yeah I think that was uh we got through a lot there pumping out a little bit more content here till next week
1: till next week